Hey everybody, I would like to welcome you to another episode of Moonwalk Talks. All your energy into your finger. Throw it out like fire. Well hey, welcome to Moonwalk Talks. Um, my name is Jenkins. By definition, I'm a rapper. Um, if you'd like to check out some of my stuff, go to Jenkins.net. Um, go on there and leave me your email. I'll send you updates of whenever I'm putting up a new Moonwalk Talks or just, you know, in general about my music and stuff like that. Um, this is Moonwalk Talks. Uh, what we do here is we talk about everything and anything Michael Jackson. We dig into his stories, his legacy, a bunch of different things. Um, and on this episode, we are going to talk about the Casio tracks. Um, on December 10th of 2010, Sony, I think it was Sony Epic and the uh, Michael Jackson estate, they released Michael Jackson's first posthumous album um, entitled Michael. Um, even before it was released, it started stirring up controversy when uh, when multiple people close to Michael including his children and parents, they claimed that some of the vocals on some of the songs on Michael were not actually Michael Jackson's. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, I've been listening to Michael Jackson since I was a real young child, like, you know, I don't know, five, six years old, probably even before that. Like, I remember between five and like when I was like five or six, my dad was a big Michael Jackson fan. So I'm sure he, you know, I listened to Michael Jackson as a baby. But um, so I've listened to him a lot, and I also did a lot of extensive research on this subject. Um, it's a pretty big deal, especially selling it to the public. Um, so I, I looked into it. I watched videos. I read articles. I've 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 been all over, the, up and down the internet, uh, finding out about these things called the Casio tracks. Okay, now Michael was released in 2010. Um, I think I'm pretty sure it had 10 songs on it. Yeah. The track list was Hold My Land, Hold My Hand with Akon, Hollywood Tonight, Keep Your Head Up, The Way You Love Me, Monster with 50 Cent, uh, There Is Best of Joy, Breaking News, I Can't Make It Another Day with uh, Lenny Kravitz, and uh, Behind the Mask, and then the last song that Michael Jackson ever wrote and recorded himself as Alive was Much Too Soon. The songs that are brought into question as the Casio tracks on Michael are the songs Keep Your Head Up, Breaking News, and Monster. I'm not going to get into the logistics of if it's right to release songs of Michael's that he didn't finish, you know, quote unquote. And I'll also try to keep a critical response of the album out of it. Um, I might accidentally spout some of my own opinions. I can't help that. I'm going to try to keep it based on the fact if these vocals are real or not. Um, I mean, because we could talk about that another time. Uh, we can talk about, like, you know, if it's wrong to make holograms of Michael Jackson or release his albums, because, I don't know, we'll talk about all that another time. Uh, for now, I'm just going to concentrate on the legitimacy of the vocals on the Casio tracks. Now, when they had announced that they were going to be releasing um, a new album from Michael, I was, you know, initially I was really excited, because, you know, I'm a huge Michael fan, um, and I was excited to hear new material. Um, and... You know, when I, I, I pre-ordered it, I got it, um, and then when it came in, I liked it. I liked the album. I, you know, I, I, to me, it sounded a lot like Dangerous because um, it was it was produced. A lot of it was produced by Teddy Riley, which did the the production for Dangerous. 
Um, and I, 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 I liked a lot of the tracks. Um, I really love the artwork. I thought the artwork was amazing. I thought it, I thought I still think the artwork is probably one of the best in Michael's discography. I sat down and I listened to it from uh, beginning to end. Actually, I did skip the first song. I'm not a really big fan of that one. <laughs> I know I said I'd leave opinions. I can't help it. Um, but I um, I listened to it from front to back, and I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, but I do have to say that while I was listening to it, I wasn't even aware of the controversy. I, I, I didn't really keep up too much with the news about the album. Um, I just knew that it was going to be some new material. So I didn't know that there was actually fake vocals on it. And when it hit a couple of the songs, like the first one that really hit me was uh, Breaking News. And when I listened to it, immediately I was just kind of, I doubted it. I, I didn't really know if that was Michael or not. Um, especially with the lyrics where he said, Everybody wanting a piece of Michael Jackson. Everybody wanting a piece of Michael Jackson. Rocking the moves of Michael Jackson. I was like, I don't know. It's like the way that the way the lyrics were, I I just didn't believe that Michael would ever kind of say his own name in a song like that. Um I knew that he always had a vendetta against the media. Um, like he, like he did song, like in songs like tabloid junkie from history. Um, but he was never one to kind of like glorify his own name in a song like that. Like, I know that he was fully aware of the fact that he is Michael Jackson and, and, you know, he, I'm, I'm sure he was fully aware of the fact that he is the biggest pop star in the world, but I don't think that he would ever kind of use his name in a song like that. So, and the vocals, like just the song just kind of sounded weird and and so immediately I was just kind of like, this is a little weird. I don't know. There's like, and, and there's the same thing with Monster. Like Monster just did not sound right. It didn't, it didn't hit right. I was like, there's something different about this. Um, especially the name thing. I don't know. The, the, when he said his own name in there, it's like it just kind of seemed like it was more of like a rapper move to say, oh yeah, my name's you know Jenkins, da 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 da, you know, but. Michael didn't really do that. I can't ever remember him saying his own name in a song like that. So that was kind of weird. Um, now, there are there are authentic songs on Michael. Um, Behind the Mask was a song that was recorded in the 80s. And you can go and listen to the original. I think the original is up on, online. Um, there are original tracks on there. And the one with, the one with Lenny Kravitz, uh, you know, that's, that's a real song from Michael. Uh, but it was, we're just talking about the three Casio tracks, uh, done by Eddie Casio, which is you keep your head up, breaking news and monster. Now let's go into background about the Casios. Okay. Michael had met a guy named Dominique Casio in New Jersey, um, around 1984, 1985. Michael was in his 20s. Um, Dominique, he worked at a hotel that Michael would occasionally stay in. Um, the two of them eventually became friends and, uh, you know, Michael had asked him, Hey, do you have, you know, a wife or any kids or family or whatever? And, uh, you know, he did. So Dominique invited Michael to come over and visit his home. He would come over and have dinner. Um, then he met his wife and his children. And one of the children included Eddie Cassio. Um, he was, I think he was three at the time when he met Michael. Uh, and then they, I mean, the, the, the family, they went on Oprah and they would, they would say that, you know, Michael would spend the holidays with them, including Christmas, uh, which is, you know, strange cause Michael was a Jehovah's witness, but they claimed that, you know, he, he enjoyed Christmases and I was a Jehovah's witness before. And I know that we would, you know, kind of sneak around and 
do Christmas as well. Michael would continue to be friends with the Casio family over the years, um, and they claimed that he would come over to record songs in their basement. They had um, a little recording studio inside, uh, down in their basement with a wooden dance floor. Um, they say that they specially built just for Michael, that he would go down there and dance and work on tracks. And, he, you know, they, they say that they built a, um, they had a bed down there for him so he could sleep. And that had like a, you know, a, a TV down there for him and everything. Um, and he would just, he would sleep down there and they would work on music. Throughout the years, inspired by Michael, Eddie Cassio, he started producing music. And uh, years later, in 2007, Eddie claims that he and Michael started working on 12 tracks. And these 12 tracks are now called the Cassio tracks, the infamous Cassio tracks. Uh, all the tracks have been leaked online um, between, I think, they, I think they came up between like 2011 and 2013. Uh, so you can go online and listen to all of them. I went and listened to them. Um, let's see. Actually, let's, let's, I'll, I'll read up the tracks for you. Um, in alphabetical order, the tracks are All I Need. All Right. Black Widow. Breaking news from the Michael album, uh, Burn Tonight. Fall in Love. Keep Your Head Up from the Michael album, Monster from the Michael album, Ready to Win. Soldier Boy. Stay. And Water. Feeling like this is the end of the world. Those are the 12 Cassio tracks. Um, and I, I went and I listened to them. I listened to every single one of them from front to back. And immediately could tell that these songs are not Michael at all. It's like, there is, it's not Michael. Like, if, just go listen to them for yourself and you can just automatically tell it's not Michael Jackson. So... And and the thing is, is like the songs, they're not bad songs. It's like they're they're okay. It's like they kind of sound, you know, in the style of Michael. It's like they sounds like they could be Michael Jackson songs, and they're not terrible songs. There's some of them I don't like as much. They're all kind of slow. I mean, I liked. Um, let's see which one. I really, I, I kind of dug the the Burn Tonight one. Uh, Soldier Boy w- would have been all right. I mean, they all needed work. They all needed a lot of work done to him. But as far as like demos for Michael, they would have been dope. Like I think I think if he would have worked on them throughout the years, they could have been some cool songs. But is it Michael singing on them? I don't think so. So if it isn't Michael singing on these tracks, then who is singing? Well, throughout my research, 
all fingers point to a man named Jason Malachi. Uh, his real name is Jason Cupeta. Cupeta. I don't really know how to say his last name. I think, it's, I think his middle name is Edward. Jason Edward Cupeta or something like that. Um, he is a 34-year-old Italian-American from Maryland. Um, he has released two albums that went nowhere. And he rose to fame when people started saying that his song sounded like Michael Jackson's new songs. Uh, so in reality, the only reason why anybody even knows who this guy is is because of the vocal similarities to Michael Jackson. Um, I've listened to a lot of other M- M- MJ impersonators, like on YouTube and just throughout the years. I've heard people, um, and none of them, none of them are nearly as close as Jason. Uh, he he sounds a bit like Michael. Um, and I read in an interview that Jason knows that he sounds like MJ. And he says, he's, I think he said in the interview, he's like, if you really wanted to sound like MJ, um, the general public would not be able to tell the difference. This is something that he actually said. He said that if he wanted to, if he really wanted to sound like MJ, the public would not be able to tell the difference. Uh, his wife also said that, um, uh, th- this is just from the interview. His wife said that he actually st- it so- it sounds better doing sounding like Michael than he sounds like himself. Okay, now here is one of Jason Malachi's songs called "Critical." And here is one of the Casio tracks. My heart. I loved you from the moment of your side. She says she wanna fall in love. She says she wanna give it up. And back to Jason Malachi. My condition's getting worse. I see you in man and her. And back to the Casio track. So if we're thinking about who sang these songs, it's most likely this guy, Jason Malachi. Um, a lot of people have came forward and claimed that the vocals are not Michael's. Uh, for instance, you know, Michael's parents, uh, Joe and Catherine, have both stepped forward and said, we don't think that these songs are Michael's. Uh, I think Catherine uh, went on Oprah to say, uh, to, to talk about it. Uh, Will I Am, who was friends with Michael's, uh, was, friend, was, was friends with Michael and had worked with him uh, a few times. I think he worked with them on the Thriller 25th anniversary album, I think it was. Um, he went on, he, he came forward and was like, no, these vocals are not Michael's. Um, his daughter Paris Jackson, uh, even she she was quoted saying it was not it was not Michael, and she even said it was Jason Malachi, not Michael. Um, John McCain, who was a close friend of the family since childhood, he was a business partner of both Michael and Janet, um, and he has stated from the beginning that it wasn't Michael. And the funny one uh, is this guy named Tony Curtis. Uh, Tony Curtis is a Jason Malachi's longtime producer. Um, I don't think he produces for him anymore, but even he said that he knew that it was Michael, Malachi's voice on there and not Michael's. Um, he was quoted as saying, quotes, I recorded the Jason records. That's why I know it's him. I recorded him for 10 years, 
and we could never get him as tight as Michael because Michael can really sing. Jason is tone deaf. <laughs> oh, man. And um, when all this was going on, Jason was asked privately by a friend if he was the one singing on the Casio tracks. And he simply said, quote, I cannot confirm or deny anything right now. Okay. Now, if he wasn't on those tracks, why not just say, no, I'm not on those tracks? Now, to be fair, Jason has gone publicly and said that it's not him. Um, On his Twitter, it says it's not him. And a while back, uh, I, you'll see some reports online of his uh, his Facebook. He went on it, it quote. He, he, they say that he went on Facebook and um, it confessed to singing it, but then they recanted and said that it that his Facebook was hacked and something like that. Which I believe, you know, his Facebook was probably hacked. Now I truly believe that it was Jason that sang these songs. Um, he was a failing R and B singer. I mean, why not impersonate Michael on a couple songs and get a fat paycheck? I mean, he'd never have to work again. I mean, also, I tried to find some new info about Jason. Like, I went on his Twitter. His Twitter is dead. I went on his MySpace. It's dead. His Facebook is dead. And, uh, I mean, to me, that's uh, there's no signs of an up-and-coming or struggling musician there. You know? It's like, when you're trying to make it, you push forward with social media. You know, you have albums. You release stuff. It's like both of his albums did nothing. Um, the only reason why anybody knew him was because of the Michael Jackson, you know, thing or whatever. So why? I mean, I, I wouldn't see why he wouldn't be like, hey, you know what? Give me a cool million. I'll sing these songs and I'll shut up about it. It just seems very convenient for him. Now, aside from the Jason Malachi issue, um, Casio had claimed that Michael had recorded 12 tracks in their basement to completion. Now, Michael has stated many, many times that he writes hundreds of songs when he is working on an album. Um, You know, I'm sure he is exaggerating a little bit. I'm, I'm sure he writes, you know, about 100, maybe 80 to 100 But he says he writes a bunch of songs when he's working on an album. And if you listen to his demos like Cheater, um, and also the original version of Love Never Felt So Good, you can tell that he almost never completely finishes a track until it's ready to be released on a real full album. Um, You know, like, you you can listen to some, like, the old old tracks that he's, like, the demo recordings. They're not full tracks. They're just kind of like him just kind of riffing it and you know getting an idea of what he wants to do there's unfinished vocals there's no way that he recorded you know 12 tracks in a basement with everything on them you know background vocals full lead vocals you know the bridges everything and have everything written out and not plan to release it you know as like with with he just he never talked about it like nobody in the world knew about these songs until they came out uh, until like i think it was like 10 months after mj died Every, like then they came out with the fact that these songs exist, um, and nobody else knew about it. Nobody. So if he was planning on releasing an entire album with Eddie Casio in 2007, wouldn't there be hundreds of tracks and uh, uh, hundreds of tracks and different ideas in that basement studio instead of just 12 fully completed songs? It doesn't seem it doesn't seem like something Michael would do. Now, Eddie Cassio wasn't the only person that was working on these tracks. There was also a guy named uh, James Porte and 
Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley was the producer. Um, and they both have said, you know, that the tracks are legit. You know, Teddy Riley even went on the Oprah show with um, with Eddie and backed him up saying, yeah, these were these these vocals are really Michael's. I say to the doubters, um, along with my friends who also worked with Michael over 20 years, over mm-hmm. 25 years. Mm-hmm. This is Michael's voice. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, many, so many people, including some of the family, they doubt that it's him. But we professionally, we've been around him. Why do they doubt that it's him? Do they, do they recognize the relationship? Were, was the family aware of this relationship with you all? Yeah. They were aware, okay. Why do you say for sure it is him? Because you can hear the authenticity in his voice and you can hear like the natural part of him and no one can really do a scream like that strong scream on on that uh the music that you hear mm-hmm. like michael mm-hmm. i don't care if you get anyone they will never be able to duplicate michael's voice well you know there are some teddy riley had received much scrutiny over the internet and through twitter um, from the michael jackson fans after all this because you know he was supposed to be real close to michael um, he worked on Dangerous and History and Invincible with Michael. Um, and Michael Jackson would call him the finisher. You know, he'd bring him in, um, after, you know, when a song was written and almost ready to go. And he would have Teddy come in and just, you know, rework the track and help him rework it. Um, so it was kind of like a like a slap in the face to a lot of the fans to hear that Teddy Riley was kind of backing the fact that these that, that, that these vocals that we all knew were fake... He's kind of he's trying to tell us that with the real, and so people on Twitter would just lash at him at him all the time. He eventually took to Twitter to express his displeasure with having to work on the fraudulent tracks. Um, he said he was set up. Um, on one of the tweets, he said it was too late for me to turn back, so I finished out the project. Now, if you want me to apologize for that, yes, I'm fucking sorry I did it. He also went on Twitter to say the truth of this. Of it all is that no one knows but MJ and God. I have nothing more to say and I can't prove anything. I did not originally produce his vocals nor these songs. I've answered all that I can answer for, for the MJ fans. The Casios have a Twitter page. They have your answers. Now, I think it's Terrell Jackson. I think that's how you say it. Terrell Jackson, which is um, the nephew of Michael Jackson actually was in a listening session with Teddy Riley when they were listening to the Casio tracks to authenticate um, if the vocals were Michael Jackson's or not. And um, he says, I remember when Teddy and I were at Encore listening to Keep Your Head Up. We both knew it wasn't my uncle. Teddy stopped working on it, and and I quote, It didn't sound enough like Michael. Michael doesn't swing like that. He also said that he was working on the Casio records and hoped that, in hopes that he would eventually be given a real Michael Jackson songs, a real Michael Jackson song. As he knows, I never agreed with that logic. Now that's from Terrell, Terrell Jackson. I think he was in 3T. I could be completely wrong about that. I think it was 3T. Now Teddy Riley has slowly been coming out saying that it you know it's not Michael's vocals or he doesn't know if it's not Michael's vocals but he said that every, all the truth's going to come out soon and this is the funny thing is that this motherfucker is about to put out a book okay a book and so <laughs> 
he says that his book's not going to totally be about Michael. It's just going to be a chapter of his total MJ experience, and I'm sure that'll that'll include Dangerous, and and I'm I'm sure he'll touch on the Casio tracks. So to me, it seems like he is not saying anything to help push book numbers. And the thing is, nobody gives a <laughs> f- Teddy. Sorry, it's like I'm not going to read your damn book. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> and for for him to think that like it's it's okay to be like to just to be silent and then only put it out in a book to where you have to go pay for it or whatever man i don't know i'll probably just go to a barnes and noble read it there real quick and then you know read the chapter about mj set it back on the set it back on the shelf you ain't getting my money dude So what now? If it's true that they have packaged and sold fake Michael Jackson songs that we paid for, what now? What can we do about it? Well, it looks like somebody has actually taken action and has decided to form a lawsuit against Eddie Casio, his uh, collaborative partner James Porte, um, the Angelicson Productions, which I think is Eddie's uh, production company, and the estate of Michael Jackson and Sony Entertainment. And uh, her name is Vera, so I think it's Sarova, Vera Sarova. I'm reading this from uh, DamienShields.com. Um, yeah, uh, she decided to, to go forth and actually sue them to prove that the vocals are actually Michael's. Um, the estate claims that six of Michael's former producers and engineers who had worked with Michael over the past 30 years, uh, names are Bruce Sw- uh, Swedian, uh, Matt Forger, Stuart Brawley, Michael Prince, uh, Dr. Freeze, and Teddy Riley, they were all invited to a listening session to hear the raw vocals of the Casio tracks in question. Um, they say that all the, person, uh, all the persons listened to the, to, an aca- to, to the acapella versions of the vocals on the Casio tracks and um, they all said that it was Michael. Now, um, of course, some of the people, um, who, who is this? Uh, yeah, Terrell Jackson. Um, he was there as well. Uh, he said that he read the statement and he said that it's bullshit. Um, it's just more of them. It's like they haven't released any of the acapellas. They haven't released anything. They're not giving it. They're not, they're not, they, have, they said they had like a person come through, like a, a specialist come through and analyze the vocals. But they haven't released the statements or the person's name that did it. So, and even on the statements that came out, uh, Terrell, he said for one, he said, he said that there are many inaccuracies and omissions in that statement. He said for one that he was also in the meeting and that was not the outcome. He said, you'll hear my story because this is way too important for my uncle's legacy. The truth will prevail. So, in closing... Are the Casio tracks really Michael Jackson singing? In my extensive research and expertise, I'm going to say no. And I'm certain that in time, the truth will eventually come out. It always does. See, in my opinion, what I think we have here are songs that were being shopped to Michael. Now, yes, I believe that Michael 
was friends was a family friend of the Casios, and yeah, I believe that they enjoyed Michael's friendship. But I don't believe that Michael made any music with Eddie or James. Uh, see, in the music business, songwriters will write songs in the style of popular artists like Rihanna, Taylor Swift, or Kid Rock, and they'll shop it to their team of producers and managers to hopefully get the artist to buy it from them. Um, and then they'll record it, and they want them to make the song a huge hit. So I think Eddie Cassio wrote and produced these songs hoping Michael would like them and record them, but I don't think Michael ever did. So instead of shelving them, they enlisted Jason Malachi to sing the songs and somehow convinced Teddy Riley to go along with it and produce the tracks. And then they sent them to the MJ Estate and Sony as legit recordings. And guess what? It worked. Because in the end, they knew that the Michael Jackson fans were mourning and would shell out money for anything with Michael's name on it. I mean, they named the album Michael, fake vocals and all. I paid for it the day it went on pre-sale, and I hadn't even heard anything from it. And to this day, the album Michael has sold over half a million copies in the U.S. alone, despite the fake vocal controversy. So really, there is no happy ending here. Um, I hope the lawsuit goes somewhere, and I'll update with the new podcast when all this, all that stuff gets settled. But for now, I'm saying the MJ vocals are fake. But I do think that you guys, should, that everybody should go listen to um, all the Casio tracks. I mean, I hate promoting it, uh, but you should listen to it. Notice that it's not him. I mean, it's just not. If you listen to Michael for any amount of time in your life, you, you should be able to tell that you know when he. The, the feeling that Michael puts into a track, like the emotion and the just the 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 force that he throws with his vo- with his voice, the Malachi doesn't have that, and he can't imitate it, and he doesn't he doesn't do it. But please, again, you know, take the time out, go go listen to it for yourself, make your own assumption. This is just my opinion. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Moonwalk Talks. And don't forget, if you would like to listen to previous episodes of Moonwalk Talks, just go to Jenkins.net. That's J-A-N-K-I-N-S dot net. And you'll see a little Moonwalk Talks little button over there. Just click it and there'll be more episodes. Also, please follow me, Jenkins, on Twitter. I'm at WhoJenkins on Twitter. And follow Moonwalk Talks on Twitter, which is at Moonwalk Talks. All right, guys. Thank you for paying attention to another episode. And always remember to smile.